Caution. Learning in progress. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to Smarter Every Season. My name is Tyler Hubert. I am a member of the product support team here at Precision Planning, and it's that same product support team that brings you this podcast as well as as often as you'll really let us. Um, I am joined today in studio by Clay Scott, also a product support member. How's it going, Tyler? It's going. What about yourself? I'm doing well. Good. Clay, I'm going to start out with a question for you. You're not the guest today. You're going to help me co-host. We've got somebody that's got a... They don't have a face for radio like myself, so we've got somebody else on. Right, but we're going to make him wait just a little bit because I have a question for you. What is your definition of a life hack? Just something that makes your life easier. Something that you didn't know about. Um, Somebody kind of drops a little tidbit into your life. You pick pick that habit up, and it just makes your life a lot easier, and that's usually what I consider a life hack. So you came from a dealership. I did. To Precision. Yep. That's right. So what's a shop hack? Kind of the same thing, really. Uh, Something you pick up along the way that can cut time off of a job. For example, like us doing a service. One shop hack was was getting filters and parts ready for that service ahead of time. So whenever I start up a service, I had an order of how I did everything. Warm the tractor up while I'm warming the tractor up. I'm getting filters out of their boxes, leaving them in the wrapper so they're still clean. Laying out all my parts in an order that I'm going to work through the job from left to right on the bench. And I can just go right through. I'd get my tools collected. So whenever I go under the tractor, I'm going to pull the right drain plugs at the right times. And I get under the tractor once, let everything drain. I get out, change my filters, go back under, put all the drain plugs in, and we're putting oil in. Look at you. I told you ahead of time that I was probably going to ask you those questions. What's a life hack? What's a shop hack? You, on the spot, just came up with, hey, here's a shop hack that I use. You never cease to amaze me. I try. I try. Okay, so what we're going to do is at the end of this episode, we had uh, at the beginning of December back-to-back weeks of dealer training. What we did was we tried to grab a dealer from each kind of session of training And ask them, hey, give me in about five minutes what a shop hack was that you use at your dealership or that you found along the way. So we are actually going to have about a 25 or 30 minute episode today, hopefully around winter conference. And then at the end, we're going to drop a little Easter egg. We're going to start in our our episodes kind of leading up to spring here. We're going to drop in and end each episode with kind of cutting away to an interview with a dealer where they give a shop hack. So again, kind of dropping some little Easter eggs at the, at the end of uh, some of our episodes over the next couple months. So look forward to that. But right now we're going to go ahead and bring in Bryce Baker, who's been on the podcast a couple times now. A time or two. Yeah. So I think he's back for probably time three or four. And I'm shooting from the hip a little bit there. But uh, he's going to talk to us a little bit today about what to expect coming up for Winter Conference. Bryce, what we kind of want to get into here is... How do we take the momentum from that day and carry that over into conversations with growers? Okay. What I want to start with is a little bit of your background. I know you've given that to us before in previous episodes, but I think that's always a good way to kind of start with guests. So what's what's kind of your background? Tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, start there. Yeah. Okay. So we're sitting here in our Tremont facility, which is uh, three miles from where I grew up, three miles from where my parents currently live. Um, so I went to high school in Tremont here. So um 
I'm very, very local. Haven't, haven't drifted too far. <laughs> I know, I know a lot of us, um, across the, the employees and dealer network might have a similar story, but, um, so yeah, as far as precision planting, um, I've been here 13 and a half years this round, actually in college since I was local, um, assembled some finger meters, packaged up Keaton's and built to the max Harrow's, which used to be a precision planting product, which was sold to Landall. So that was back in the mid two thousands. Um, but 13 and a half years, um, since I started, was a region manager for six years, spent some time working with Case H and Agco on the OEM side, and now been on the marketing side, building that team for the last handful of years. Um, live just uh, between Trema and Morton, Illinois here. Um, my wife, Emily, we've been married just 10 years this year. Have three youngsters. Just 10? I didn't realize just it had 10. been 10 for you. Yeah. Yeah, and fun fact, there are two other precision planning employees that have the exact same anniversary. Are you willing to share that? Uh, Keith Crow and Blake Shemansky, the literal same day, same year, same wedding anniversary. Did you know each other at the time? Uh, not not Blake. Blake came in a little after that. No, actually, yeah. You I did? Think, I think would have, but I don't know if I remember that we got married at the same time. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's anyway, cool. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. So here's what I kind of remember from last year at Winter Conference. I know we got heavy into some of the technology coming down the line with mm -hmm. sprayers, mm -hmm. with precision planning. I know because I was a part of it, we also discussed planner maintenance. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of a, a staple. It's a foundational mm -hmm. piece of what we talk mm -hmm. about every year. I want to know maybe is there anything that we should expect different this year around kind of the logistics of the event? What what anything that we should know around like different simulcast locations, different expectations around the event? Just mm -hmm. um, maybe not getting into each individual session, yeah. obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. but is there anything else that we should be prepared for? Anything that might change kind of from a logistical standpoint? Yeah. So so this year we've got twenty two total locations, awesome. so twenty one remote across the U S. and one in Canada. Um, a few weeks after we do the U.S. Canada ones, we'll have some other ones globally um, that w that will be done using some of the content that's cr that's done the week of conference here in North America, as well as some local content. So 20, 22 total locations, including Tremont. Um, at each location, each of the remotes, there will be at least one session done fully live by the um, precision planning employees at that location. And so, okay. and so that, that topic might vary a little bit uh, by location. You know, in some areas it's going to be planner maintenance. In some areas it might be more specific to a crop. Um, you know, if we're in uh, Georgia, there's probably going to be talk about cotton um, done in that session. But each of the uh, region manager plus engineers, product support folks that are there to work the event, there will be a um, – a session done fully live at each location that that just helps drive engagement of the event and so on and so forth. Um, other than that, you know, we've uh, based on the building in Tremont, the logistics in Tremont will be very similar, an opening session four breakouts, a closing session. And then um, those will be also shown at the remote locations with, as I said, there's the, the, the that one for sure that will be done in person. And um, then there's the local hosts to help drive that experience. So one question that comes to mind for me is, is if I'm a dealer, mm -hmm. who do, who am I bringing to winter conference? Am I saying I'm bringing all, you know, 10, 20, a hundred customers and we're going to have the biggest remote winter conference that there ever was, was thought up. Or is this a, a select group of, Hey, these guys have had interest before. This is the group I brought to PTI this year. This is the group I'm bringing to PTI this year. What group am I bringing yeah. to winter conference? Yeah. So I think it's important to think about that. So I would start by saying 
Um, overall, this is a branding event for Precision Planting and for you as dealers representing the brand. Uh, we also talk about it as a thought leadership event. And so anyone who comes will receive value and will, will in, uh, their brand affinity for Precision Planting will improve. With that said, I don't know that I would say broad brush stroke, only invite a newer customer, only invite a longtime customer. But I do believe it's important to think about that and think about the purpose that you have with each individual that you do invite or that does come. So if it's a new customer, realize that on the backside with your follow-up, you might have to explain some things, all right? There's some things mm -hmm. that they might go, wow, that was the best meeting I've ever been to, but they might not understand everything. If it's a longtime customer, your follow-up might look a little bit different because they might say, oh, I was interested in whatever that new thing was that was shown or huh, that's two years now I've seen the sprayer products. Let's talk a little more about Reclaim or how I could prepare to outfit my sprayer with some of these products when they become available in the future. Um, so I don't know that it's as important to decide who you invite, uh, target, but it's important to know what your strategy for talking to them after the event will be. That's the really important piece. That's good. That's good. And I think that's something that Tyler and I had kind of talked about prior to the podcast about maybe we wanted to get into what those conversations look like, but okay. I think, I think you're on the right track. <laughs> yeah. So I'm envisioning there's a couple different ways of which a grower gets to conference. So one of the buckets that I'm envisioning here is somehow growers are loaded up in the pickup or on a bus or somehow mm -hmm. with the dealer and the dealer drives them to conference. Yeah. Okay. Um, that may be at a simulcast location that may be here in Tremont, whatever it is, but, um, how do you keep the momentum of the day going on that car ride home? Yeah. Right. So we jump back in the pickup truck and there's probably thoughts swimming through everybody's head. And hopefully we've encouraged that grower to think deeply about their own operation. How would you encourage our dealers to, to message or to keep that conversation with the grower going to try and, and get at, you know, what that grower learn, what their takeaways are going to be. What are they going to employ on their farm? Are they interested? That, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I love the idea of the dealers that bring a bus or bring folks in the pickup truck. I was just at a dealer in Wisconsin this week, and they're planning to bring a bus uh, load of folks here to Tremont. And so I think as a general rule, your follow-up is intended to continue the conversation. So if the, if the event happens, it's a seven-hour event, you want to extend it beyond seven hours. So in the um, aspect here where you've got hours, let's assume you've got hours back on the bus or in the pickup. How do you facilitate the conversation? Now, yeah. one thing that I've noticed is whether it's dealer insider with our dealers or whether it's a grower event, a lot of times people like hearing from peers. So the first thing would be don't dominate the conversation, facilitate the conversation. So ask them questions about what they saw in the event and how they might apply it to their farm. Now that isn't what product do you want to buy? That is, <laughs> Hey, in, in the session around nutrient management, you know, I know there's a couple of you guys that uh, apply nitrogen and phosphorus uh, starter and a nitrogen with a planter. Was there anything you saw there that you think you might change or, or maybe for you other three guys in the truck? Um, what questions do you have for these guys that do that? So try to get them talking, okay? I think one of the really important things is to, by the time you get home, without directly asking, right, you want to continue to teach and stuff, but have an idea of, 
Um, were there things throughout the day from a product perspective, planner maintenance perspective, um, a sprayer perspective, uh, air seeder perspective, depending on the venue that you are getting an idea could be something that helps improve. Okay. Believe in better, right? That's the slogan. We believe in better. So what are the things that could improve? Okay. That could be products that you know could help them in, in 23. That could be some planner maintenance. That could be wear parts. That could be something there. So try to get a sense of that, but be a facilitator of the conversation as opposed to a preacher um, at them. But keep that conversation going all the way home about the farm and keep bringing back questions about um, about the day. So one one tip that wouldn't necessarily be specific for the bus or the pickup ride home, but I would give every dealer a challenge, take notes. If you take notes in the session, you can have a few things then that you've written down throughout the day that could be key questions that you can ask on the way home um, or could ask in a follow-up if, if you weren't riding home with them. But have a few pieces, a few notes, a few key things that you took away from a session that you can have discussions with those folks about. Yeah, love it. Could even be could be discussion, could be just things you're maybe not sure of. Right. right with who you brought, right? Yeah. Hey, I got I got to remember to ask him this because I'm not sure if he does do that. Yep, correct. Yeah. Yep. So we covered if we're if we're bringing guys back with us or we've if we brought them there. But what does the guy that drove himself? We ran out of seats on the bus and he wanted <laughs> to come. What do we do? Or they live five miles from the venue and it's right. kind of pointless to pick yep. them up, maybe, or it just doesn't work out. You meet him there is yep. what you're saying. You Clay. meet him there. Yeah. He he leaves. You didn't catch him right at the end. Or maybe you did catch him. What does the conversation look like right there when you just want to be like, hey, you know, let's catch up? What does the conversation look like the next day? Yeah, so I think the day of, if you're there, if you can catch him at the end or maybe at the last break or something, um, try to get one tidbit of information, which could be something to follow up on. Hey, which session have you thought has been the most impactful for you? You know, really, it was the opening, which included some new stuff. I thought that was the most impactful. Okay, great. Now your plan for follow-up is the next day, you're going to call and have a longer conversation, and you're going to have more discussion about what was it specifically about that opening session that they thought was very interesting. Uh, they might say, hey, it was the planner maintenance one. I, ah, Man, it's prob- I'm probably due for that. Okay, great. The next day, you're going to say, what specifically about that? was it that sparked your interest or you have more questions on be prepared to answer questions be prepared to offer services um, to help them get better advice those types of things Um, if you can't catch them that day then for sure i'd say have the same conversation and then go ahead and have the conversation next day you know uh which which session did you find most valuable you know that that type of thing so you have a direction to go yeah absolutely absolutely just being prepared seems like the the key factor coming yeah. into the conversation, I, you know, um, <laughs> there are all kinds of different personality types out there. Okay. And so, um, nobody's wrong. Nobody's right. They're just different. I, I personally am one who likes to have a plan, likes to be prepared. I also sometimes overcommit myself, um, which lends to not always having a plan and being as prepared as I'd like to be, <laughs> but that that's the angle I come from. But I do believe that if you have a plan going in for follow up, that you will be more likely to follow up and provide value as a dealer, right? This, if somebody comes out and wants to buy product, that's awesome. But the goal is you're providing value after the event by extending the conversation, teaching them something new. Um, and so if you plan and you have a preparation, you're much more likely to actually provide value to your customer um, in that way after the event. I would think even if you've got something that does get to that nugget of, like you said, like you mentioned, 
Uh, yeah, man, I, I'm a couple years behind on planner maintenance. That gives you the path to kind of set a plan with that guy for the next three months, potentially, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would say um, this this is psychology mixed with um, just some brand and marketing um, conferences and different things I've been to, but people feel much more comfortable to purchase or work with you when you provide them a plan of how they will do business with you. Mm. Okay. So if it's planner maintenance is to say, okay, do you know what those issues are? No, not really. I just know I haven't addressed it. Okay. Well, here's how I think it would be a good opportunity to proceed. Uh, we'll set up an appointment. I'll come look at your planner and give you an evaluation from there. We can decide what the, what the highest priority things are. And then one of two options, either you can um, go ahead after that inspection and do the work or we provide, um, the planner can come to our shop, we provide those services, and you can come to us. So, uh, you know, here, here's, here are the steps we're going to take to help you improve, and I think that's really important to have that plan. Absolutely. You touched on this a little bit with the day follow-up, but I want to call this out. Is a day always appropriate? Or give me a little bit of the strategy of, let's expand on, on Clay's analogy of, um, you know, he's five minutes away, he drove to the event. I wasn't able to catch him because I was talking to a, a different grower, right? Is it appropriate to try and get to that person the next day? Or w what is my strategy for follow-up? Yeah, the, Timing I, was, I would I say the quicker the better because you're going in, or you should, as a precision planning dealer, to be on the precision planning brand. Like you each have your own brand, but to represent this brand as a dealer, our brand is to provide value beyond the products that we sell. So to do that, the sooner the better, because if you wait too long, their thoughts will wane. They're going to be less likely to remember what it was that sparked their interest, that sparked their thoughts, that they thought, hmm, that might be an opportunity. Um, especially if you let a weekend go by. <laughs> it's almost like the weekend in our lives, just in general, the weekend does some sort of a reset, right? Sometimes <laughs> some people hate Monday mornings. Some people love Monday mornings because it's a fresh start. But, it, you know, depending on the day of the week, I would say try to get to them the next day. If it's Friday and you don't want to bother them on a Saturday, um, maybe be even more thoughtful about trying to talk to them on a Friday and then continue the conversation the following week. But, yeah, in general, whether it's winter conference or grower meetings, I would say the sooner the better. Um, you're more likely to do it <laughs> and you're more likely to get more insight from, from them and how you can help them be more successful here in, in 23. So, um, yeah, I mean, waiting, waiting three, four weeks is, is there's a lot of life that happens in the next three or four weeks. So I, I would challenge everybody do it quicker. And if you can do it the following day, that'd be really good. A lot of my Mondays are good or bad based on what the bears did the Sunday before the who the that's funny. So I've had a lot of disappointing <laughs> Mondays is what Bryce say, is trying to call you out. say that, I, I can't remember a Monday you've been happy. Yeah, let's move on. Clay, did so you have it, another so, question? So <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Because I know we have some Packers fans here at Precision Planning as well, and it's funny because one time I heard Bears fans say, oh, it's great, we have the same record as the Packers. And I heard the Packers fans say, yeah, it's horrible. We have the same record as the Bears. So I thought I'd just throw that out for you, Tyler, uh, because it kind of made me laugh when I heard the – that comment the same day, but in a very different tone. Yeah, fair enough. It's funny anyway. how that all plays out. <laughs> uh, I guess one one other question I had was, what are your life hacks when it comes to winter conference as far as what are some just key things to do? Um, we've talked about having these conversations, um, you know, getting a bus together. What are your, like, 
big do these, don't do these sort of things when it comes to winter conference and bringing growers and, you know, to a conference. Yeah. So I think um, this first one would apply for any conversation with a farmer at a farm show or something, but um, instead of asking a yes or no question, um, ask something more open-ended. So instead of, well, you think that was worth your time? If they answer yes, what do you do? If they answer no, what do you do? That's a little more challenging versus, hey, which session do you think uh, you learned the most in? Well, yeah, I really think it was the emergence session. You know, I've tried a lot of different closing wheels, and I really I really felt it when they talked about all the different closing wheels that are out there. And, I, you know, I think that furrow force looks like it has some promise. Instead of, was that a good session? Yeah, it was okay. Well, you're always going to ask another question. So just ask the open-ended question um, right from the get-go. Same way if you're working a farm show, you know, hey, you need any help? Nope, just looking. Okay. Versus what kind of planner do you run? Oh, I've got a, I've got a Kinsey. It's got finger meters. Ah, now we have a tidbit of information that we can start to ask questions about. So um, ask the open-ended questions instead of the yes or no um, would be one. And, you know, everybody's intelligent. You know your farmers. Um, when you have a relationship with them, talk about things that they're interested in or that you might know about. That's another one. As well, if you wanted to go into hacks of how we plan winter conference, that could take a long time. But um, as far as follow up um, for dealers, I mean, those would be two quick ones is just ask the open ended questions. So you actually start a conversation as opposed to have to continually try to pull a conversation out of somebody yep. um, with a yes or no question. Awesome. Awesome. Bryce, I did want to come back to you and give you the floor to kind of say, is is there anything else that you want to pass on informationally with, with conference? Anything around if seats are still available, where guys can sign up? Just any any final nuggets you kind of want to pass along? Yeah. Yeah, so there are plenty of seats available um, across all the venues. So ppwinterconference.com is the direct URL or it, the precisionplanning.com website. There's a button on the top of the homepage that says register for winter conference. Um, and so that's how you can register. As you look at this year, you know, sometimes some of the topics are going to be similar to what we've had in past years, but it's because they matter and because there's still growers that can get better on those topics, whether it's planter maintenance, you know, planter maintenance is always rated very high because it's very practical and it's needed or nutrition or getting consistent emergence or so on. Um, you know, we will have some new things, um, that we'll discuss at winter conference this year. Um, and so, I would just encourage, you know, the entire precision planning team puts a lot of effort into this event. It takes a lot of employees at whatever events to, to work the remote locations, to prepare the remote locations. Um, the events team has been planning since the end of last winter conference, these remote locations at Tremont, traffic flow, group leaders, those types of things. It, it's just a, it's a big effort, and we'd love to see a lot of farmers here to benefit and learn from it, and we love to have every dealer um, show up. So I just encourage you as our dealer partners, um, come, you're going to learn some things. You're going to be excited about some things you see. And, um, we, we love to see at one of the 22 sites. Awesome. Cool. I think that answers all of my questions for you today, Bryce. I appreciate you coming down to the studio and, yeah. uh, giving us a little bit of what to look forward to and kind of some of the strategy around how we keep the momentum yeah. going too. Yeah. Off you got conference. it. So Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. So, Clay, as we kind of talked a little bit about off the get-go, uh, we're going to go ahead and conclude the episode with shop acts. Yeah. So a little bit on that, 
Brandon Van Kierenbrock is going to be the first up, and Brandon is a dealer out of Iowa. Uh, I would classify Brandon as as independent, meaning that he he doesn't work like for an OEM or like an equipment dealer or anything like that. Uh, he's an he's an independent precision planting premier dealer. Uh, it's him, and he pulls in. I think he mentions this a little bit. A handful of different guys that kind of help him in different capacities. You know, some part time. Uh, he has a shop not far from or, or on his farm property. Yep. So with that, we'll go ahead and play the music to kind of let us out of here, and you'll hear from Brandon Van Kerenbrock and what he wants to pass along as his shop act. Joined now by Brandon Van Kerenbrock from Iowa. More specifically, where from Iowa? A little town called Rippy. It'd be northwest of Des Moines, about an hour. Okay, awesome. I should know this. Tell me... What is the name of your dealership? So my dealership is Premier Egg Solutions. Tell me a little bit about it. How many guys work with you? Uh, so right now, currently, is myself, and then I have uh, a few part-time guys that uh, help more than probably considering them part-time. Okay. <laughs> so for the, the sake of the kind of context of this conversation, do you guys have a shop? Yes, uh, okay. we do have a shop. Um, it's fairly new. So it's been a, a big upgrade for us. What's something you've done, though, in the shop? Maybe it's a tool. Maybe it's a, a process. Something that you've done that you think, man, this has taken something that wasn't a lot of fun and made it a lot easier, or it's made us a ton more efficient. I think the biggest thing is just plain organization. Having all your tools in one spot having all your uh, inventory in another spot. So if you're working on something, you can just, oh, this size harness doesn't work, or I need this adapter plate, or, or vice versa. You can just run over to your inventory, grab it, and you just keep working on the project. You don't have to run back home or go sift through boxes to, to hopefully find that. Um, and then basically just at the end of the day um, – if you don't complete the task, you can leave everything placed where it is and pick up the next day. Um, but just being more organized, not having to, you can lay out all your parts ahead of time. You can uh, visually inspect everything before, you know, you get ready for that step so you know you're ready. Um, and it takes, you get all that organized and you start on the planner project your speed increases because everything is readily available at your fingertips. You're not running around the shop or the truck trying to remember where you put something. Yes. And then just having the inventory there, you can take that inventory and break it down from when, you know, when we receive it from precision planning, it comes on a pallet or UPS drops a million boxes off <laughs> and you can actually go through sorted by customer, sorted by planner project and have it all staged so, you know, when you go to put Delta Force on, you can start with the Delta Force brackets. Then you hang your cylinders. You know, you're not looking through a bunch of boxes and then be trying to figure out, okay, I, I need this, but not right now. I need this, but where's it at? And you just you spend more time fumbling around than you actually do working. Awesome. Anything else? No, I think just being organized has helped my dealership just become more efficient and better utilization of time. Awesome. Thank you very much for the time. I appreciate it. Thank you.